0: We have an awesome show for you guys today.
1: The greatest eventer of all time.
0: Good news for the sport.
1: Welcome to the John and Rick Show brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. This is episode 18 of our season three and what an exciting show. It's U.S. eventing history for all of us in the capsule of the last 15 years. We are so excited, John. We're going to be bringing you Max Corcoran, Bobby Costello, and Ariel Grald, all coming back from a fresh silver, silver medal finish at uh, Petroni in Italy for the World Championships.
0: What are your thoughts? Um, it was amazing. It was fun to watch. It was, I will say, the coverage on Saturday was a little tough. I felt bad for Lucinda. Um, she was doing her best to keep things organized, but they were not helping her, I don't think, in the studio. But great job, Lucinda, keeping all of us entertained. Um, it was so much fun to watch. And you know what? It's just as an American event writer, as a member of the USCF committees, um, It was just, honestly, it was amazing to watch. And and I'll be truthful, a little bit of a relief of like, I knew it. I knew we were close. I think we all knew we were close and we wanted to believe um, that we could come away with this performance. And for those five riders to all go out there and do it, I think for me was thrilling, but there was also an element of like, oh, thank goodness we did it.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, I I was looking back in my memory of of preparations and getting ready for team competition. And I think over the years, the U.S., the whole ground team at the U.S.E.F. and everybody else involved, including you being a chair for a, a major committee, have all learned what really goes into building a team. And it's not just, you know, staying in the U S and competing and trying to develop horses. It's really going global. And I think in the last 10 years, we've started to do that more and more each year. Um, And I think the riders also have developed a way of really going into their own training regiment that really makes sense for their horses. Will Coleman is an ideal person to talk about on that. So I think all those things combined um, has brought us together with a great Bobby Costello, Max Corcoran, all the, all the things, all the ingredients needed to make a really nice cake got done. And I think, yes, we could all say we we're 5.1 points out of gold. But look, silver is amazing. I'm so proud of everybody. I'm excited for everybody listening to watch this show and listen to the show. John, your thoughts on how did the ingredients all got put together? Because it's very important.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the big piece that maybe doesn't get talked about enough is the developing program, right? Like Ariel is the obvious one um, who came up through that developing program with Leslie. um, And now she's on the senior team. And, you know, that team, that that developmental program has had amazing performances with Leslie at the Nation Cup competitions. Um, He's won the one at Bromont. I think he was silver at the one at Houghton um, with these sort of developing riders. Tammy actually was on that developing squad a bunch of years ago coming up, getting developed. So I think there's a really good program in the Federation to develop riders and develop horses, um, so that they're ready to step up when it matters the most as it did so, this week.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And you know, some, some learning tools for, for really, up and coming riders out there that I kind of want to give some insight into. And Bobby Costello is one that will tell you this as well. Um, the USEF has a dashboard for athletes, right? We all go in, we do our FEI entries. You can also go in and you can see when nation cup teams are being developed or put together or when uh, world cup or world games or, or the Olympics or Pan Am games. Look, if you have you, you might not be making the team, but if you have the qualifiers to be a, a, in that selection process, apply, 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 apply. And, you know, Bobby will make the point, if you don't apply, we can't look at you. So right. when people say, how is the Nations Cup put together? How's the World Championship teams put together? How's the Olympics put together? You have to put in an application.
0: So Absolutely. And I, I will say, being on the inside, I think riders are starting to get that message because – You know, I think without giving too many USCF secrets away, there have been years where there wasn't a selection involved in nation cup teams. It was who was there. And that seems to be changing now that, you know, if you want to go, it's not just fill out your entry and you get to go. It's there's a application there's you need to put in your application for sure. But also, you know, just because you put in your application to go to a nation's cup competition, you're qualified there's enough people applying now. It's not guaranteed you're going to be on that team, and you got to fight for it and have good performances.
1: You're absolutely right. But let's <clears> take the <throat> point: if you don't put your application in, and you're one of the best riders to re- go represent the U.S. and the team, you don't get to go. You don't right. get considered. So that all that out there to tell you, you know, there's a lot of things going on. This, it, like I said, um, we can go through the results. You have them pulled up. I uh, do. You? Um, so the top
0: 10 for the world championships, how many did we have in the top 10? We had off the record with Will Coleman in seventh. We had <clears throat> Tammy Smith with my bomb in ninth. And then just outside, I know it wasn't technically the question, but just outside of the top 10, we had our next guest, Ariel Graald, and Liam Moore's master plan. So that was exactly amazing. For so, all three of those you know, guys.
1: it's funny as we do our opening segment for this, this world championship team. And look. I think we can all, like I said earlier, we can all go, well, what ifs, what ifs, what ifs? I don't, the great thing is this is it, right? But if we do look at the what ifs, you can all look into different ways. We could have been gold. We could have been sixth, you know? So I think when you start looking at what ifs, it wasn't what if, it was what was and what was was silver. So that is amazing for
0: all of us. It it really was. And I do just want to say um, as well, <clears throat> how heartbroken I was. And this is truthful um, for poor Laura Collette, who we just had on the show. She had an amazing dressage. She was there to go win it. And you put it all out there. I mean, I, when she did that, I was like, well, that's going to be tough for America to to get ahead of her and then to have her go out and just have that little hiccup. And I was at the slide. This is um,
1: like the C element. Yeah. Yeah,
0: The seventh fence. Um, just I'm sure completely heartbreaking and, you know, got to be difficult from that point on for her to keep herself positive and focused. And I know she took a long option later on in the course because she knew she was just riding to get the completion and hopefully be the drop score for the team. Um, but you know, she shows you what a pro she is, right. That she kept it together. She did finish the cross country. She had went in, I think she had one down. I don't think, I know she had one down in the show jumping, um, but finished the competition for her country. And that is not an easy task when you come from, um, the dressage test that she had.
1: No, I agree with you. You know, it's, um, it was good. I mean, I watch, I was rooting for her and because for it's sure. such a cool horse, right? Cool, a cool rider, cool horse. Um, you know, but you got to give hats off to the 25-year-old Yasmin from Great Britain that totally. won the gold medal. I mean, you know, Great Britain has a lot of great riders and, you know, you have, it's it's our sport, right? It's gutting for some and it's glory for others. Um, and to see that 25-year-old girl just nail it and end on her dressage score and win the gold. And yep. who would have thought Michael Young would have had two rails, right? And I know. when he jumped the last jump, you never see Michael Young have the last jump.
0: Never. I know. I know. And to have this is, this was a pretty cool stat, which I make sense, but I never realized that is the first time that an individual has won the world championships. So hats off to Yasmin. That's amazing. Yeah. And you know, the what ifs are if she would have been on the team. Yeah. And there's yeah. what ifs. There's what ifs for every team, right? Including ours. Exactly. What ifs. So um, it really was amazing. Um, I do just want to say, Rick, before we uh, move on here with Ariel Graald, make sure that everybody, please check us out on YouTube. Make sure you get in the discussion there. Um, subscribe to the channel. Check us out on all your podcast players. We're on virtually all the podcast players. So we're on Apple and Spotify and everywhere. Um, but the more platforms that you can like us on and subscribe to us on, And the other thing is on that YouTube, it's so important that they have conversation. And I know you try to reply. I try to reply to make sure that we keep that conversation going. Um, So please, guys, do that for us. That really helps the show grow and um, keeps all of our sponsors really happy. Hey, and thank you to Horse Trailer Pros
1: for being
0: our title sponsor and everybody
1: listening and watching. This is the extended version of the John and Rick show because this is the silver medal medal world eventing championship team.
0: So let's take a break and we will be right back with the one, the only, Ariel Gralt. Want to advertise on the John and Rick Show? Contact John at 352-875-8622 or call Rick
1: at 850-879-2649.
2: For a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131. horsetrailerpros.com
3: I'm Gabby Ruane and I run Ruane Eventing. I run my program out of Reddick, Florida. I start off in the morning bringing the horses in, feeding and then tacking up and riding pretty much all day. It's always a busy day here with multiple horses in training. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite sensitive and reactive as a young horse. I decided to start him on Stressless. I've tried quite a few other supplements and I felt like they all dulled him. Stressless was the first supplement that really let me get through his tough moments but I felt like he could still keep that spark that made him special. Stressless helps keep Mufasa calm but responsive, even through his tough moments. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite reactive and sensitive, and I needed something to help me get him through those tough moments. Mufasa began his career as an event horse last year, and this year I hope to move him up to the preliminary level and then end the year with a two-star long. I'm Gabby Ruane, and I would recommend Stressless to anyone who wants their horse more focused and rideable overall.
0: Welcome back to the John and Rick show brought to you by horse trailer pros. We are here in our stressless segment with someone who had quite a bit of stress this past week, riding for uh, the United States. We have Ariel Grald and Ariel. I want to say thank you because you also brought the stress down for all of America, uh, American eventing. You guys, all five of you were incredible. Um, but particularly you, you just had such a great weekend. So, um, or week really. So congratulations. And thanks for coming on.
4: Thank you so much. I'm excited to be chatting with you guys. And yeah, it was just an amazing week in Italy and an incredible experience.
0: And we've we've got a little pause here. We're going to assume that we're going to be right back with Ariel. Uh, Sometimes the wonder of the internet is an amazing thing, but then you get international stuff involved. and faraway places and you're back keep going
4: okay I don't know what I'm on the wi-fi but anyways um we'll blame Italy um it's
0: it's Italy's fault
4: it's Italy's fault (laughs) so yeah I mean it just was a really really amazing week um with great teammates and a really cool venue at Protoni and just obviously an experience I won't forget
0: yeah, it's it's incredible. So before we get rolling into everything, where are you now? What's your plan to get home for you and uh, for your whole team, including your amazing horse?
4: Uh, the horses are still en route um, back. to. They'll fly back out of Liège, uh, but they don't fly till Friday. The whole uh, flying horses internationally <laughs> situation, the flight situation is really uh, tricky right now, even going over, I think, the flight date changed three times at least um so we'll just be relieved to get all of our horses home uh, but they're traveling well um i'm still in italy but i fly home uh later today so
0: got it so you don't get a vacation tammy's like off in rome having like family time you have to go right back to work apparently
4: well i was gonna fly home yesterday um but i did i uh,
0: You did get uh, one day in Italy, I think is what you're about to say. And we're going to assume that that internet is going to pop right back up. And she's back. So, Rick.
1: Yeah. Hey, so, you know, we've had you on the show and, and show brings good luck. And so here you are, your first world championships. Uh, the jog happens. The team gets named you're an individual, which is a really good place to be. You're there. You're, you're like solely, you know, I I know there's a lot of pressure being on the team and there's a lot of pressure riding as an individual. Um, so take us through, you know, you're there, you've got through the jog. You are now starting in the world championships. What were your feelings and what was your plan for dressage today?
4: Um, yeah, I guess I sort of went into this, obviously it's a big deal being the world championships, but I think something that was really important for me to keep focusing on was that my preparation and past experience and past success is what got me named to the squad. So don't change anything; just keep <laughs> keep doing um, you know what's been a successful formula in the past. So my goal for dressage was to just get a you know personal best score which we did um you know I would have loved to have been a little bit more competitive but dressage is still a work in progress uh with my horse but I was happy I was happy with how he went and was was happy with the 32 um so that was a decent starting point and obviously the rest of the U.S. squad um had a really amazing dressage test and it only got better from there
1: yeah and Ariel I I remember reading I think something to what you just alluded to the fact that you you what you said taking it's a, men- a lot of people don't realize it is a mental game. I mean you're riding a horse you you yourself can can generate issues and problems for that horse just mentally. So it's really cool to hear that You put your game face on. Let me tell you, we've talked about it before. Your teeth look terrific. I mean, you've had some some stuff going on leading up to the world championships. And your mind was set on being where you are today. And I, I congratulate you because you had some challenges getting there. But you must be really strong mentally because you just ended on your dressage score at the world championships for your first time.
4: Yep, that was that was the goal. I know that we start off a little bit um, off the mark uh, with the dressage score. But um, my goal was to to finish on that. Um, So I'm really, really glad that we achieved that individually. And I think it was really special being there, you know, whether as an individual or on the team the same, I guess. Like everybody, all the Americans were just, it was really cohesive. Everybody was super supportive. Um, And I put so much pressure on myself to to score the best that I can and put the best performance in. Um, So it was just nice to have everybody there, you know, cheering you on. And it just was a really, really amazing experience to be there um, with the riders and the rest of the U.S. support crew it just was positive all the way.
1: So let's move into cross country, John. Why don't you you
0: take the cross country reins, so to speak, and, and have Ariel. <laughs> uh, I'd love to take those know. cross country reins, aerial. Anytime okay. they look pretty <laughs> amazing. Um, so just walk us through the round. I mean, I watched your round. It looked to me like it was pretty textbook, other than the double corners where he kind of hung up in the air on you at that first corner, and you had to work quite hard for the second one. Um, yeah. But did the course ride as it walked?
4: Uh, it did. We I walked several times and um, uh, we had Ian Stark there helping the U.S. team, advising us for cross country. Um, and also Eric Devander coaches me personally, and he was there. So I had a really, really good plan. Uh, I watched a bit in the beginning, but I'm the type. I, I like to watch a, a few riders go and I walk. We're going to have
0: Ariel back any second here. There you go. You're back. Keep going. You like to watch a few riders go.
4: Um, But then I kind of go off and hide and I don't want to watch too much. Um, But anyways, nothing really changed uh, the plan from the early riders that I watched. Um, So I just sort of stuck to my plan. Um, The slide was really interesting. I wasn't quite sure how that was going to ride.
0: Yeah, Um, real quick on that. So that obviously we all watched. It was very influential. It seemed to me, but obviously I didn't get to walk it, like almost the issue was those jumps at the bottom were not tall enough for the horses to focus on. Was that the issue or was it purely just the downhill and the narrow aspect of them?
4: Yeah, I think it was really the downhill. And while I didn't walk a striding there, horses were mainly doing six or seven strides down the hill um to the skinny and you really just had to find a way to keep the horses sort of on their feet and 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 slowing down all the way down the hill you kind of wanted them to to prop without getting against the bridle so that was um definitely the challenge the skinnies I feel like they they were definitely skinny and the brush was quite tall but I think a lot of the horses were a bit surprised by the second one I know there were some runouts at the first but the second one um i think the horses just didn't see it till they had already jumped the first
1: yeah <clears throat> i kept on seeing that too john right while she comes back
0: yep go ahead ariel you're back
4: I'm like, i don't know why that keeps cutting out. Uh, It's all
1: right so uh, ariel to your point i think you you froze just when you're talking about the surprise of the second uh skinny so you know you to everybody listening or watching you felt when they were jumping the first one they had no clue there's a second one so that was what the surprise was right
4: yeah I think I think the second one uh, from what I watched some of the horses weren't really picking up on it you know till you were jumping the first and um, so that was just a very unique (laughs) jump so you have a plan there to like I wanted to jump the log really slow to try to have as much control going down the slide as possible but it was one of those jumps you know it's true cross country riding where you kind of just have to react to what happens, you can only plan for so much of it um,
1: yeah this, but- the this, this slide jump just real quick is really old school because we we haven't seen that in a long while, but it used to exist you know back in back in the day, so that's pretty cool they put it in there
4: yeah it was it was really cool, but i think it, it did it rode pretty well and then. For my round the rest of the track um went pretty well i yeah had a, had a little bit of an interesting jump at the first of those double corners you had quite a tight turn and an uphill rise um to the first
0: the first corner there this is going to take three seconds i guarantee and you'll be back yeah. there you go go ahead
4: so yeah the first of those two corners I he just kind of hung up in the air He jumped it a little bit um awkward not quite sure why but there's a bit of a steep rise to it and thought I had a good distance in but you know that's the way things go um so I kind of had to kick and fight to get out but he was really honest over the second um and really the rest of the course um rode mostly to plan and I, my goal was to obviously be clear, but to be inside the time and I was sort of hitting all the minute markers. I was a little bit ahead all the way around and I just sort of, he had plenty of energy and plenty of gallops. So I just kept, kept kicking and kept galloping along and,
0: and smoked uh, it. You were amazing. So listen, Ariel, we got to take a break and then we're going to come back. You can finish up your cross country. And then obviously we want to hear about, uh, that amazing show jumping around and what that was all, all about. So, We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna thank Stressless again for this segment. Um, Such a great product. And uh, make sure if you guys have any horses that need a little help focusing in their training, you go give Stressless a try.
3: I'm Gabby Ruane and I run Ruane Eventing. I run my program out of Reddick, Florida. I start off in the morning bringing the horses in, feeding, and then tacking up and riding pretty much all day. It's always a busy day here with multiple horses in training. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite sensitive and reactive as a young horse. I decided to start him on Stressless. I've tried quite a few other supplements and I felt like they all dulled him. Stressless was the first supplement that really let me get through his tough moments, but I felt like he could still keep that spark that made him special. Stressless helps keep Mufasa calm, but responsive even through his tough moments. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite reactive and sensitive and I needed something to help me get him through those tough moments. Mufasa began his career as an event horse last year, and this year I hope to move him up to the preliminary level and then end the year with a two-star long. I'm Gabby Ruane, and I would recommend Stressless to anyone who wants to-
5: Hi, my
0: name's Leslie Law, and we are a proud supporter of Jump for Joy. We've been using their
1: portable cross-country jumps now for about 10 to 15 years. We love these jumps because,
0: as you can see, they're very easy to move. we only take another person on the other side, and I could place this fence wherever I wanted to, very easily.
1: Rick Wallace here, bringing you Equibrew, a live probiotic that is geared to help your horse's gut health. I'm a true believer in this Equibrew, and it really makes a difference in all of my horses. Equibrew is safe, non toxic, and clean sport compliant for FEI and racing events. Equibrew is an intact fermentation product with very high numbers of beneficial microbes. Order at equibrew.com or 850 879 2649. Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. We are coming back with you with our 11th place finisher at the World Championships, Ariel Grawl. And we're going to talk, we just got finished talking about cross country, how great it was. You ended on uh, with no time, no jumping. Um, Before we move to show jumping, though, my question, which I'd like to talk about, is the footing there. You know, obviously, what we understand, it was a volcanic, volcanic sand base that was there. How did you feel about the footing? It seems like it was holding up. I know going down the slide, it was breaking up a little bit. But what did you feel about the footing there?
4: It actually rode really well. The ground felt quite good um, to gallop on. It was very dry, as you can tell from the videos. Um, and they kept for all week long. There was a bunch of rain in the forecast. Um, at, at one point, I think they were calling for like two inches, but we barely ever got saw much more than a sprinkle. Um, so I think they actually watered. They had to water part of it.
0: Which we have to do here in the United States a lot, right? Absolutely. Especially down here in Florida, we'd be used to riding on sand and whatnot.
4: Um, But it actually, it rode pretty well. It was a little bit on the firm side, but um, I think the ground, like it broke up a little bit after the first few horses, but, and the end was pretty flat, but it was really interesting in the beginning they sent us up and down the hills and there was a good section good couple of minutes through the middle section of the course where you're sort of just like galloping on the side of a hill the the pitches and the turns were a a bit twisty and b like you're just sort of screeching along the sides of the hill sometimes um so it was definitely um Really interesting and and a bit technical, just in the ground and and what you're galloping on um, beyond jumping the combinations.
0: So so before we get into show jumping, but sort of leading us into that aerial, I have a question for you. So obviously, you know, I think everybody that goes to ride in this situation would be going into it thinking, "Gosh, I hope I get on that team." Um, you get named as the individual, <clears throat> and I've just been thinking in some ways, I think people think, well, that's going to be a little less pressure for Ariel. She's going to get to go out there and focus on your, you're going to get to go out and focus on yourself. Um, but on the other hand, was there any element of it's really all up to you? Like nobody's going to bail you out. If you have a pull down and show jumping, nobody's going to save the day. So you could still get a good, like, Oh, you know, I went, I had a pull down or I had a little mistake in the dressage, but I still got this metal around my neck. It really was, it was either you do it or you don't, it is totally your deal. Was that additional pressure or did that situation take pressure off
4: um I don't being the individual I I don't think it really changed my um sort of my goals and, and how I approached the whole week um no matter what position I was in either individual or if I had been on the team my goal was to put in the best stress test I possibly could and, and finish on it so yeah I mean there is the pressure of you know, my result is only my own <laughs> and I don't right. have the team to fall back on. But I think um I was just so focused on, on delivering the performance that I don't think that that really affected me.
0: Perfect. Well, and so obviously you go into show jumping on Leah Moore master plan and he's a pretty good show jumper. So what were you feeling going into that ring? Cause I got to tell you of all five of you guys, when you went in, I was like, I don't
4: even need to watch this
0: one. I know what the result's going to be.
4: Um, I won't lie. The track was huge. I was walking the course and I was like, these are very big jumps. (laughs) Um, I've, you know, my horse is a good show jumper. I've done pure show jumping with him and he he does, you know, he's very reliable on that last day, but it was a big track. Um, and it was,
1: so, John, while she's gone, I think um, that every jump was a meter 30. There
0: was no. Yeah, it was, it was huge and technical, like everything was related. Going through. Um, and then you also had those weird wavy poles, like the candy cane stripe poles.
1: Yeah, Lucinda kept on talking about those candy cane poles a lot. Yeah, all
0: right. You're back, Ariel. Go ahead.
4: Um, it, it was the course, the track was a little bit like um, badminton this spring, where there were some lines like seven eight nine stride lines where you had to decide and there were kind of some options you know you could do one more one less depending on your horse and um so you saw as we were watching the other earlier sessions you saw people doing all sorts of different strides um in some of the lines so i had a plan for my horse given that he has a big step and he has you know a big jump and is pretty careful um I opted for sort of one less in a lot of those lines um but that worked um out for us um but yeah it was it was a hard show jumping um course that's for sure and warming up my horse was good but like he did he had a pull down and an oxer in the warm-up and I was like oh come on (laughs) like usually his warm-up is just seamless and he tapped one or two in the warm-up um but that I don't is, very much, and I can just rely on his carefulness in the air
1: right. yeah. well,
0: it was that, that was a, it round. was a
1: beautiful show jump, brown. and and, you know, I guess to to her point talking about having a rail in the warm up, hey, seems like I always have a rail in the warm up <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I would imagine it is a little unsettling when you're used to warming up used one to not a rail in the warm up. yeah, you, yeah. And then um all of a sudden, You know, let me tell you,
1: Ariel's round was absolutely amazing. And I don't think there was too many clear double round um, uh, rounds out there out of the 88 or 85 that jumped around. Right. Right. Ariel, You're back. You went away for a bit, but we we kept it up for you. you just keep
5: going.
0: I <laughs> knew exactly what went on. Oh, you're you're you. on the team here, Ariel, so we covered and made up for it.
5: <laughs> well, I appreciate <I> it.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we saw you go through that look, and I was telling John there wasn't. I mean, rails were going everywhere, and I think to your point of how big it was, I think they made the comment because Lucinda was um, doing it on the English commentary, and she's like you know, this is a a five-star course. So it's either, you know, a meter 25 to a meter 30. And somebody whispered in her ear and said, it's all a meter 30. 30. It's all maxed. So, you know, then we started watching y'all go and it was like, wow. So wow, what a round. And so when you came through those finish flags on show jump, what did your heart tell you? Told Says, her be at peace it was <laughs> is what it told her. Yes, I yes, bet it. you that was the most amazing feeling in the whole entire world, wasn't it?
6: John, yes, it
0: was. It was
1: wonderful. It was. That <laughs> is so good. Ariel's going to be back with us in a second, and while she uh, awaits her return, um it was pretty cool watching everybody go. And, and, you know, I obviously, John, as we turned the page and, and had the show on the results, there she is. Hey, we covered for you again. So we just said you finished. What was your heart saying when you finished with a zero zero a double clear?
4: Yeah, I was just ecstatic um, with my horse, a little bit relieved <laughs> that it was over. and We got the job done, but um, it was just really, really exciting. Um, and obviously remind um, me
0: ariel when you went show jumping where in the lineup list of u.s riders were you how many had gone and how many were still to go um
4: because i think there
0: was at least two lauren, after you, right?
4: lauren went just lauren was in the ring right before me so i was right. the second, you went lauren second.
0: yeah and i think to me like lauren obviously had a very good round and then you go in and you have an amazing round um that had to make the other us riders feel pretty good about themselves like okay that horse is a good jumper and if you go in on a good jumper and you do a good job you can get the clear round so I think it's funny you make that point
1: John when Er Ariel Mike they on on the the comment on the tv they gave a shot right to Tammy Smith when Ariel came through the finish and you could see she was intensely watching you and so it was cool how they kind of interplayed on the other U.S. writers of how your round went. So um, yeah, they must've been really watching you. So that was great. Yeah, it was- um, And I, yeah.
4: think to
1: the, I think to those that are watching out of the five, five U.S. riders, two were, were clear in the show jump and that was you and Will uh, mm-hmm. Coleman,
4: correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a tough track and and everybody had good rounds. I mean, there were, it was was probably one of the most wild days of show jumping I've ever watched. rails flying and the team standings were juggling all over the place and, um, some of the USF people were sitting there crunching numbers, trying to keep up with where the team rankings were and where we were going to medal. and um, it was really exciting and it was a lot of really consistent pairs had multiple rails. Um, so it was it was a really thrilling day of show. I mean right
1: when up. Michael Young has two rails, you know it was a tough course, right? Yeah. So
4: yeah absolutely.
1: Well,
0: it was a great day for America. It was a great week for America. You guys, all five of you, you in particular just were incredible cross country. That was, I think I saw in one of the interviews, um, Holly Bennett, AWOD came up to you at the end of cross country and said that was the round of the day. And uh, to me, as I watched, it was the round of the day. You were incredible. Um, I hope that when you get home, Leamore's master plan gets lots of treats and I know he'll get uh, a little holiday that is well-deserved so he can go kick his heels up without you around. And um, thank oh, yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show and still having time for us, even when you're a world championship rider, we do appreciate that. And um, I know I'm looking forward to seeing you in person so I can come up and give you a big congratulations hug. Um, So have a safe trip home. And again, congratulations. And from all of America, thank you to all five of you guys. You were incredible.
4: Well, thank you.
0: All right. So safe travels home.
4: All right. Awesome. Thanks guys.
0: We are going to take a break and then we're going to be back with, the one and only Max Corcoran. Yeah. We'll right back. Jump for joy fences are easy to move, lightweight, durable, and low maintenance. So we're out here on the cross country. We just finished over in the show jumping over the jump for joy fences. Had a great time schooling over them. They're really nice and easy to move. So we were able to adjust some things and really have the exact school that we needed thanks to the Jump for Joy fences. I love them. Order yours at jumpforjoyusa.com. When it comes time to compete, I demand the best out of my horses and myself. That's why Elemental Fit Lab, the home of CrossFit Antics, is my home gym. Coach Vilma and her team create a fun, welcoming environment for athletes of all levels. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned athlete, Elemental Fit Lab will guide you towards a stronger, healthier version of you. Mention The John and Rick Show to get three free personal training sessions with enrollment. Welcome back to The John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros, and we are now joined by the one and only Max Corcoran, who is the high-performance high eventing event. team and something facilitator. I High-performance think I know what she team need.
5: facilitator.
0: Wait, say it again.
5: High-performance program and team facilitator
0: (laughs) perfect so it just rolls off the tongue (laughs) absolutely so uh max congratulations you guys have to all be feeling like a million dollars and we do appreciate appreciate you being here um as you were just telling us you have jumped off of a bus or a train somewhere and tell everybody where you are
1: she's in florence italy She's coming Um, right
5: now. I'm in Florence. I figured I don't know when I'm going to get to Italy again. So we might as well take the take the time, take the time to be here and smell the roses. So here we are. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's that's such a beautiful city. You guys having trouble hearing me? No, we can hear you. We we got it. (laughs) Such a beautiful city. I spent uh, a good portion of my honeymoon in Florence and um, I can't wait. I keep promising Caden we're going to take him back. So enjoy it and enjoy the the little break that you're getting there. I hope Scotty's there with you. yes (laughs) perfect perfect so uh rick congratulations
1: congratulations max on a great effort and a great team result i mean we're all excited all excited here tell tell us your exuberance the pressures tell us in your little nutshell how this (laughs) all went
5: well i think you know all went from the very beginning it all went very well um we were trying to be pretty organized Bobby because Stella and i went down and found the training camp place during Aachen training camp um and it was a beautiful place in battelle france where we got to be in um, beautiful gallops very quiet um nice little town we could walk to where we were staying Um, So that all went very well. Everything just sort of went smoothly and just sort of fell into place one piece after the next piece, after the next piece. And just a fantastic group of people, great grooms, vets, farriers, everything else we just had.
0: Yeah, it was quite the team, Um, obviously, um, everybody there sort of just the, the names of people that were there sort of officially for the team. And then the people who were there helping the riders, it was kind of a who's who of North American eventing. Um, and then some, so I know you can't give away any, any little secrets, but was it pretty seamless leading into the competition (laughs) once all the horses got there, or was there any stressful moments?
5: Not really. I think everything went pretty, pretty much according to plan. The, drive down i mean between you know the drive down has always been was always been the biggest worry and we did two sort of overnight stints what was very very difficult um you know dr susan johns god love her. she traveled with the horses the entire way from point a to point b and we're always so jealous of her because she always looks like she just rolled out of a magazine her hair is always <laughs> perfect she traveled with the horses we traveled with um the um uh behind the grooms we had this big black van we call the mom van and the grooms and i drove behind the the horse trailer and we just sort of made our way here we stopped overnight east of milan and um and then carried on and uh had the equipment truck arrive before the horses did so then all the stalls could be bedded and ready to go for when the horses come off the truck they were just ready to go and be in their stalls so that went very i mean kind of bizarrely seamlessly i mean you know you you always plan and plan and plan and then nothing, sometimes always, some things never go to plan, but it all went according to plan, which is kind of amazing. And again, we just sort of, yeah, kept on, kept keeping on every day. We just did our jobs and that's all we could do. Nothing dramatic, no drama, no fuss. It was um, a very tame, very uh, workmanlike training camp and time at the venue, which is exactly what she wants
0: yeah for sure, and that's how you make sure that the riders can focus on their job and 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 be ready to perform as well as the horses. Um, which you know, I know you're not going to say it, but is why you were hired onto this position. You've been on a lot of these trips. That was your job was to make sure that those riders and horses were able to focus on theirs, um, which you know, I know you put a post out on social media sort of of all of the grooms and what a great job they did and that the medal was as much theirs as it was the riders and I think um, I can speak for everybody I'm sure the riders as much yours as it is the uh, riders and the groomers as well you know the whole team really came together and so um, obviously US eventing is really fortunate to have you and how much longer are you on this contract and with the eventing team now officially.
5: I am um, on the contract through the Pan Ams next year in Chile um, to be extended to hope potentially be extended through Paris. So, um, you know, obviously there's lots to learn and you get better at it each time. So I'm hoping you, you just hope you make a difference and you can make their job easier because that's my job is to make their job easier. So, um, you know, here's hope and I've liked it so far. So here, here's hope and it gets to carry on.
1: So, Max, you just made like a really big point, and I know we just came off this amazing silver medalist uh, win in Italy, but you mentioned Pan Am Games. I think the whole idea behind being really well-placed at the World Championships is now there's a different focus for the Pan Am Games as it hasn't been in the past. So, you and the USCF and, and the whole team will now focus on what we would call the second tier riders for Pan Ams. Is that right? I know we're talking about world championships, but let's just real quick talk about that Pan Am game plan.
5: Yeah, and it, it's 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 one of the best parts about being able to have been qualified now is that we can now get more people more experience internationally for the next generation or even even um someone with the young horse that's coming through too you sort of look for one person that can be the leader um you know, that's been on some team trips. That's maybe going to bring a young horse that they're producing to be able to be sort of the captain of the Pan American team. And then you're going to look, hopefully we're going to be looking for some, um, you know, younger riders or less experienced riders or riders that haven't had a chance quite yet, um, to be able to pop in there and and get their team experience because, um, it is like no other. I mean, you, you, you aren't, you've got to be selfish to get there, but then selfless when you get there to ride for your country. So it's, um, it's a lot, um, and then making sure you have everything you need to be able to be selfless for your country, you know? So it's a funny balance, right? There's lots of traffic here right now. Um, so um, yeah, it's going to be great to be able to have a next group, you know, the, uh, it's going to be a four-star dressage and show jumping with a three-star cross country. Um, and I know Gemma Stobbs, who is the high performance person for the USCF. She is heading down there next week to have a site visit to find out more about what's going to be happening, um, happening there. So um, yeah, it could be kind of exciting and it's not until October. So we've got all year we've got over a year before we're going to be heading out to do that. Well,
0: and I think that's the amazing thing, right? Max? You guys You Just get the uh, silver medal at the world championships and tomorrow USEF starts getting, getting people out for the Pan Ams to be ready for that. So uh, I just think the one thing I want to make sure everybody knows is You know, we're talking to you right now on the streets of Florence, Italy, and it looks like it's this luxurious (laughs) life that you lead traveling the globe with horses. (laughs) And it is brutal. I remember I'll never forget we are on a eventing sport committee call and we needed you and Bobby Costello to get on the call. And you guys had to call from the side of the road in the middle of night, um, while you were trying to find a venue to train out of. And, um, it was, it's brutal. Like what you guys do really is a grind and it's pretty thankless most of the time. So, um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah.
5: yeah. It's a lot of overnight driving and staying up late and, you know, the horses, you know, everyone thinks, Oh, it's so cool. You get to do that. Well, you know, the horses arrived at about 3.00 AM. Um, when we got, after we flew in overnight, you know, took the, took the overnight flight to get into France, drove out from Paris, waited for the horses until about three then waited for the, equipment that didn't get there till seven. So there's another night we didn't sleep, And you know, and then again, when we drove down, it's two nights of overnight driving. So there's not a lot of glamor to it, but uh, when it all goes well, it's all worth it, isn't it?
0: Totally. Totally. And I mean, I'm happy for you because (laughs) you are also as a lot of people probably know a New England Patriots fan and they're going to be terrible this year. So I'm glad that you had something (laughs) great happen Um,
5: that you can sort of cope
0: with how bad your football team is.
5: it's not very nice john they did win the other day <laughs> i have been did. able to keep up with them yes yeah, yeah well yeah.
1: well max i want to i want to tell you the thank you and uh bobby and the whole team uh putting it all together it just was really fun to watch and it was fun to watch those great Amer- uh u.s riders really come together and do a great job. And I think, you know, it was the team behind them and the team in front of them and the team beside them that really made it all work, so thank you.
5: Oh, thanks. No, it was, it really, truly was. I can't, you know, everyone says that, oh, it was a team effort, it really was. And everybody just did their jobs and everybody did what they needed to do. And it really was, um, just all came together. I mean, it was real close there at the end and- um, Very close. Yeah we just kept fighting we just you know just everybody had to do what the best they could and what ends what they did and we just happened to you know finish where we did and you know it was uh pretty pretty epic pretty special and and also not you know and not to leave Ariel growled out of this team thing because tell you what that that is gonna be that's uh, a fierce competitor and we're gonna see her a lot more and she is She's fantastic. And she was, again, Every she doesn't have the medal around her neck, but she was part of that silver medal team. I cannot yeah, explain. For sure.
0: I thought the best thing you did,
5: after the,
0: the best thing you guys did before we have to break here is, um, I saw so many pictures of all five riders at the end of show yes. jumping. And that yeah. was, yeah. I'm sure that was a plan. That was what, this is what we're going to do. And it was great to see Ariel right in the center there, surrounded by two teammates on either side. It really was the whole crew. So listen, Max, I know you want to get back um, to Florence and to having a great time, which is well-deserved. So enjoy yourself. And we can't wait to see you when you get back here. We'll, as uh, soon as you're back in town, let me know, because we'll do a right little on. chilly football. And yeah, tell, tell Scott well, I, I, hello.
5: Unfortunately, I, I turned straight around and head to Bucalo. So,
0: <laughs> wow, football Pretty season much. will still be going on after Buccalo.
5: I know. Excellent. All yeah, right. I can't wait. Uh, that'd be great.
0: Perfect, enjoy yourself. Thank you so much. Um, Thank you everybody for watching. We are gonna be right back with the man, Bobby Costello. Jump for joy fences are easy to move, lightweight, durable, and low maintenance. So we're out here on the cross country. We just finished over in the show, jumping over the jump for joy fences. Had a great time schooling over them. They're really nice and easy to move, so we were able to adjust some things and really have the exact school that we needed thanks to the Jump for Joy fences. I love them. Order yours at jumpforjoyusa.com. When it comes time to compete, I demand the best out of my horses and myself. That's why Elemental Fit Lab, the home of CrossFit Antics, is my home gym. Coach Vilma and her team create a fun, welcoming environment for athletes of all levels. Whether you're a beginner or a seasoned athlete, Elemental Fit Lab will guide you towards a stronger, healthier version of you. Mention The John and Rick Show to get three free personal training sessions with enrollment.
1: Welcome back to The John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. We are being joined by the one, the only, Bobby Costello, who is the chef to keep for the Land Rover eventing team. US. So, Bobby, you just had the most fairy tale trip to Italy. We are so happy and proud of all of you. It all took all of you to get this all done. Here you are in the basement of your home, back. Tell us about it.
6: Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I got back um, late yesterday. Um, I did not have any time for celebration because I, I, had committed to getting trying to get home yesterday, so i um took off right after the press press conference on sunday and i uh, made it home but yeah it was a, it was a great week it was wild it was nutty it was um a crazy finish and uh but it was a ton of fun and um yeah the whole week i think went pretty much as we had hoped so yeah it was all good
0: so bobby um we've talked to a bunch of the riders and um, or I've talked to a bunch of the riders and I think uh, Rick has as well. And the thing that I've noticed is like Tammy's in Rome and we just talked to Max in Florence and Ariel spent an extra day in Italy. So how is it that you, the leader, the interim chef to keep for the Land Rover U.S. eventing team? See how I did that, Rick? How is it that you... <laughs> had to immediately get on a plane and fly home and not get to enjoy at least like 24 hours in Italy, the most beautiful country in the world. I know.
6: I know. And I'm in my basement. And, and you're in the basement. Because <laughs> my, my cleaning lady is about to come in the house. Although it's a very nice basement. This is where Joni Morris usually stays when she comes to my house. It's actually really nice. But um, I know, I know, I know. You, you know, it's, it, it is ridiculous because we get to go to all these really cool places, you know, that the horses bring us and, you know, I, I I do try to, at times, you know, spend an extra day or two on either end, and um, it just seems that this year, it's been so crazy that you're always kind of rushing home for something, so um, yeah, there's no excuse, really, it's stupid, but you know, I felt bad because I'd left my dog, you know, for two weeks, and so I was like, I just got to get home, but yeah, it's it's pretty pathetic, <laughs> <laughs> truth be told. <laughs>
1: That's all right, Bobby. I think the va- the the time spent in Italy was well done. Um, you, the you know the team came through, got the silver medal. I think it's been a while since that's happened. You know, and you and Max yeah. and everybody else putting this all together. Can you walk us through? Um, I, you know, we know you had the five riders going to Italy. Philip was on the traveling reserve, but he went home before y'all went to Italy. Tell us, you know, once the jog was done, I think is that when the team was named the team yes. at, uh, after uh, the
6: jog yes correct after the the first trot up on um wednesday they you literally just get handed a sheet of paper and you have to write in your four um team and in one individual the riders actually i had told them before the jog um you know barring anything weird happening in that the reason why you don't make a big you know public you know splash about it because anything can happen in a job, say a horse jogs up a little funky or something, you know, you don't want to commit until you absolutely have to. So, um, the riders were informed a couple of days in advance. Um, and yeah, so that's how that works.
0: So before you do that, Bobby, just one thing that I want to just touch on that was said is so when did Philip exactly head home? What day was that?
6: Um, his horse stayed in France where we were training for a week until, until the horses were set to, you know, sorry, until we knew that the, our, our other horses were set to be able to compete. And there, so you know, sorry, I, don't, I don't know exactly when his horse left, but, but had we needed that horse um, last minute, it would have been a little bit of a, uh, you know, it would have been a little bit of an ordeal to get him down there, but we were, we had that contingency plan.
0: So when was the last moment you could have made the switch and put that horse in if needed?
6: Um, I think... I think it would have been. Mm, bah, 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 I think Monday. Okay, I'm not, I'm, and, and I've got I don't have the I don't have the schedule in front of me. Um, I, I believe I believe it was Monday.
0: And was that because the venue and the competition wouldn't allow you to bring that horse?
6: Correct. Correct. Okay. Yeah, we could we could not have any other horses there. and um, yeah, so you know it is a little it's a little dodgy when you go to these places that are so far away. And, you know, and, you know, and also in fairness to Philip and his horse, not to, not to drag him all over creation, knowing that he has, you know, Fairhill or whatever is coming up to, to, uh, to prepare for. So, um, yeah, it all, it all worked out. We felt pretty confident.
1: Cool. So, uh, John, I know you got questions too, but I want to now capitalize on the job at hand and, and what I've been hearing, Bobby is that okay. your approach to the team and getting to Italy and the whole process has been, you're a super nice outgoing guy. It's been very business-like, which is, I believe, the way it should be run. But you've done a great job keeping a business mind about what you've been doing and not get too you know, outside the scope of personalities and stuff like that, which I understand has always okay. uh, all cohesive. So tell us, as an interim chef to keep, uh, for the U.S. eventing Land Rover team. How? <laughs> Still didn't do it right, but oh, no, good. I, I, good I, my, I like my way. And then tell us how you kept that business-like mind going through this process.
6: Yeah, I think you, you know, I, I don't think there's any other way because, you know, the riders just want clarity. They want they want you to to be truthful with them. They want you to be, they want things to be organized. And, you know, especially when you when you ask these riders to give up, their businesses and you know and that that's what they sign on for so it's no big hardship because you know they're going to the world championships but but still you know you you want to you want everyone to feel that there's a real purpose to what they're doing so um you know that just the 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 logistics part of this trip was ridiculous and I know you've talked to Max and um and she was amazing at at organizing all the shipping and You know, where the horses were going to stay over and, you know, just like, I mean, her list of to do her to do list was so huge that I I would not do justice trying to tell you all the things that that she did to make this trip go smoothly. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we we really wanted to make sure that at every turn that whatever we were doing, asking the riders to do from, you know, being spending a week in France, um, flying down to Italy, you know, the whole the whole entire trip. You know if it, if it's organized and buttoned up in detail um, then then the whole thing just goes so much smoother and everybody's so much more happy and and honestly it was just an amazing couple of weeks I felt you know I, I told a couple of people when we first arrived in France you know when you go on a vacation you're it for me anyway it takes you two or three days to kind of be okay with just you know just chilling out and you know giving yourself you know a little bit of me time or whatever and that's what the writers had to do I felt it was like maybe Wednesday of that week in France before I felt everybody just take a deep breath and be like, okay, it's okay just to be here concentrating on my one horse for this one goal. And um, and then by the end of the week, it was just an amazing um, kind of feeling among the group. And honestly, in in Italy, there was not one moment where, where I didn't feel that everybody was absolutely focused on the same goal. And you know, it, 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 it's a huge part of it. So um, I'm glad that part was successful anyway.
0: I was waiting
1: for you, Rick. Oh, no, I was letting you take it over. <laughs> that, was a gr- that was a great, I mean, synopsis of, of how that all went. And I can tell you, Bobby, that the word on the street is that you did a magnificent job of leading that team. And, you know, it takes a leader to pull it all together. And I think the team that was put together by the USEF is is a great team um from the top to the bottom and there
6: is no bottom right so all of y'all right. just doing a great great job thank you i i we, we, the the support staff that we had like the USEF sent everyone that you know possible to support us we had um you know gemma and uh christina um you know behind the scenes uh you, you know helping out with all the little details just the day-to-day details um going, you know, just getting through the week, um, they had their, uh, press team there. That was incredible. And, you know, Will Connell was there as the chef to mission. So we really had, um, you know, we had full support and, um, yeah, And obviously- you guys did,
0: I, I actually was talking yesterday with Bill Maroney and he was like, Oh, I just got back from Italy. It was, uh, an amazing trip. So you're right. Everybody was there and, um, it was super, um, it was just super exciting for everybody back home to watch, and and I I will say as well, a little bit off the record, I appreciate that when I texted you and was like, "Good job, man!" You actually responded because your phone must have been blowing up.
6: It was it was pretty cool. It was wild. Yeah, it was pretty it was pretty fun. And even when I got, and I did respond to every single person. I hope I hope if I didn't, I apologize, but but I didn't have any blue dots next to anyone's name, so That's I think perfect. I got I got everybody. Um, <laughs>
0: That doesn't it make me feel as special just for Yeah, moment.
6: but mate, you were probably one of the first, well, because you were one of the first that actually did text me. So I I um probably got right back to you. So and then even <laughs> when I got off the plane yesterday or when the plane landed and you know you turn off your airplane mode, you know, I had like you know, 40 more messages that had come through when people had woken up yesterday and I was kind of on the plane. So uh, yeah, so it was wow. it was super cool. Super well, cool.
0: Congratulations. Are you able to stick around for one more segment?
6: Yeah. For awesome. Sure. All
0: right, yeah. we're gonna take a break. And we will be right back with the U.S. eventing, uh, sorry, interim U.S. Oh. eventing team Land Rover chef to keep. I screwed it up now,
2: Rick. I've been hanging <laughs> around you too much. You, don't,
6: you guys just give it up. Yeah. yeah. We're going to be back with Bob.
2: For a horse owner on the road, your trailer is essential. No one enjoys being stuck on the road. At Horse Trailer Pros, we repair, renovate, and maintain all makes and models of horse trailers. We work directly with your insurance company or manufacturer for warranty repairs and insurance claims. Our state-of-the-art facility provides quick turnaround and friendly customer service. Considering a living quarter conversion, we do those too. Find comfort on the road with Horse Trailer Pros. Call or text 352-804-2131. horsetrailerpros.com
3: I'm Gabby Ruane and I run Ruane Eventing. I run my program out of Reddick, Florida. I start off in the morning bringing the horses in, feeding, and then tacking up and riding pretty much all day. It's always a busy day here with multiple horses in training. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite sensitive and reactive. As a young horse, I decided to start him on Stressless. I've tried quite a few other supplements, and I felt like they all dulled him. Stressless was the first supplement that really let me get through his tough moments, but I felt like he could still keep that spark that made him special. Stressless helps keep Mufasa calm but responsive, even through his tough moments. When Mufasa first arrived, he was quite reactive and sensitive and I needed something to help me get him through those tough moments. Mufasa began his career as an event horse last year, and this year I hope to move him up to the preliminary level and then end the year with a two-star long. I'm Gabby Ruane, and I would recommend Stressless to anyone who wants their horse more focused and rideable overall. Rick Wallace
1: here, bringing you Equibrew, a live probiotic that is geared to help your horse's gut health. I'm a true believer in this Equibrew, and it really makes a difference in all of my horses. Equibrew is safe, non-toxic, and clean sport compliant for FEI and racing events. Equibrew is an intact fermentation product with very high numbers of beneficial microbes. Order at Equibrew.com or 850-879-2649.
0: Welcome back to the John and Rick Show, brought to you by Horse Trailer Pros. We are here in a bonus segment with Mr. Robert Costello, the interim US eventing, oh God bless America, the interim Land Rover US that, eventing yeah. team chef to keep. I think I got it right that time, maybe. Um, Bobby, yeah. thanks for sticking around. So before we get into more of like the, the competition side of it, um, what was your strategy as far as the riders? Like I know a lot of times people put their sort of their anchor rider out there first to go out and get that clear round done. And then you maybe put your best dressage horse last, but not everybody runs it that way. And I'm a little curious um, because obviously you put Will Coleman out there first, who is an incredible cross-country rider and very consistent, but I think also going in at a chance at a medal and realistically you had four, maybe five of those riders that were there. I think five really that were there um, who could have come home with an individual medal. So did you, how, how did that mind? that thought process go through?
6: Yeah, I, I, I um, you know, I gave it a lot of thought. Um, you definitely want to put on either end of the, of the day, um, you know, someone with, with experience, um, you know, someone that you, you know, know that pressure won't get to them, either the pressure of being the first to go or the last to go. And then, you know um, so I, I felt very, the, the minute that I had kind of written it down And I was like, yeah, this, I think this is the, probably the best way, the only way. Um, So yeah, I was, it wasn't actually that difficult to come up with the order and everybody, you know, I talked to everybody just to, you know, obviously what, what, what I think was the best was probably going to happen, but I made sure everybody had input on you know, as far as where I put them um, on the running order and everybody was totally on board. And um, yeah, it seemed, I think it, I think it was the good, it was a good order that we came up with.
0: So you went to the riders ahead of time and said, look like, Hey, Will, I'd like to put you out there first.
6: Yeah. This is, yeah. What I'm thinking, you know, what, what, what do you, you know, like, what, do you, if someone says, you know what, I, I, you know, if someone said, I am not the person for you to go first, I would totally respect that. You know, if, if they said that, you know, I, I need to, I need to see a few horses go or something like that. So, but no, everybody was a hundred percent comfortable Um where I put them, you know, when I had that first discussion with them. So, um, you know, that it was, it was, uh, yeah, that was pretty easy.
0: Cool. That's, that's pretty incredible. So, um, then obviously you get through, um, dressage day. And I guess even before that you had a unique situation all leading up into this competition, which was you're there as the chef to keep, but the riders were able to bring along some of their own specialist coaches. So that's obviously a balancing act and not something that's going to happen every time the team goes to these competitions. It's a little bit unique to the world championships that we can get that much accreditation. Um, But putting that aside for the future, how difficult was that for you to balance um, with all these different players involved?
6: I think it's, it just goes back to making sure everybody knew a hundred percent what the, you know, how it was going to go. And if you're going to have your own coach, they're fantastic because that's, that's the way the program has moved with, you know, all this coaching is pretty decentralized. So, um, so all the riders knew what my expectations were basically that my only, my only expectations were that anything, you know, they had to run by their training schedule each day with me and, um, they had to uh they didn't have to but everybody did actually no they had to um walk the course you know with as a team the four the the five riders me and our fantastic cannot say enough good things about ian stark our cross-country uh coordinator so we had um that was another thing that we were absolutely going to do together and then then 100% go off with whoever you know, like you're you're the person that you want to to um, to get uh, an opinion on the course with, whether it's your coach or your spouse or whatever it is. And then Ian um, and I met with every single rider separately, uh, individually before the cross country, most uh, on Friday afternoon, uh, and sat down with every rider, and they had to go through, you know jump by jump, what their plan was. And everyone had actually a very, very similar plan. I think that was obvious from watching the cross country. And, um, uh, but, but again, it just has to be clear the expectations have gotta be you know, known ahead of time. And it, there was really no problem at all. It, it worked out very, very well.
0: So, so one more on that and then I'll turn it over to you, Rick. So Bobby, just obviously the day went perfectly. It went completely according to plan and you were able to go up to Boyd, um, as the last rider out, and I'm assuming just say, go get it. But what was set up? How were the conversations planned to go if something needed to happen with one of those last two riders where they needed to take a long route or ride for the team rather than the individual? How how was that set up ahead of time? And was that from Mm -hmm. you, or was that going to have to be a group decision with their personal coaches?
6: 100% Ian Stark had the final – well, I think I should have to keep perhaps – Perhaps technically I did, but I left that 100% to Ian and the riders knew that if if we needed to make a tactical change, you know, depending on how the day was going, 100% Ian Stark, was his his say was final. So if we needed, you know, if it should have happened, if it would have happened that we um, say needed to send someone the long way down the slide. Um, and if a rider said, oh, you know, I'm in a, a top place as an individual, I, I want to go straight, but that's great, but too bad, because it's, it's a team competition. And Ian was the one to make that decision. Was it, had it been necessary? Luckily, it was not necessary. Um, but the riders all knew about that ahead of time. So again, if you just set the expectation, there's no argument. So, um, and, but we were just fortunate that the day went so, so smoothly, really, and to plan.
1: Yeah, Bobby, I think a lot of people listening or watching, um, don't really understand the tactical parts of a team competition. Um, you know, and over the years, we've heard different stories about different teams and different mistakes that might've been made. And I think coming up, coming up through the echelon, you being a a team member yourself, that takes a lot of thought process and planning. And, you know, all the way down to the detail of what you just talked about. So I think I feel very comfortable with what's being built here. So I am voting for you <laughs> to keep, keep being in the position you're in. And I think keep don't change what is successful. So I appreciate you being there making those tactical decisions that take us through the end of cross country. Look, y'all, y'all smoked it, right? So what was the thought pro- I know you don't have much time right you got cross-country's done yeah you're in this position but boy you've got a lot of d- doing you got a whole night of horse care morning yeah. presentation and show jump so take us through at least the moment of of elation
6: yeah well I'll tell you just just quickly like the the way that you know I, I talked to the riders after dressage because that went really well right so you everybody kind of has their five minutes of wow that's great we had four team members under 30. I don't know if that's ever happened. I don't know if that's ever happened. Um, So I was like, cool, you know, celebrate for two minutes. And I just told everybody, you know, like tomorrow I want you all to ride. Like we're in sixth or seventh place, not third place, you know, go in there. Like you, you have nothing to lose that you're going to put the pressure on all the other teams and, and, um, I think that was great. Cause it just kind of took away any angst of like, Oh my God, we're in this place and we have to hold it. And the, everybody's expectations are so high, but so that, and I did the same thing after, after cross country, I said, that was great, you know, super, but you know, tomorrow you just have to put your, your mindset in a place where you are just trying to constantly put the pressure on someone else, take it off of yourself and put it on someone else. And which they had to do because it was a crazy old day. So, um, you know, and it was, uh, yeah, that was, that was a, just so a nut,
1: it, show jump. It was, so I've got a question for your position as far as health, and I won't violate, uh, violate mm. hippa. You must have a really strong heart because the day of show jump, <laughs> I my heart is pounding, uh, And I know John's had some heart issues as well. Oh, I, now I, you
0: violated HIPAA.
1: I know. <laughs> I'm just talking about how you're loving kind of heart, nothing else. Oh, right. Um, so, I mean, it was up and down. I know Ariel was saying that they had to have mathematicians on the sidelines trying to figure out what was going on. I mean, when you have a point two dividing uh silver, bronze, and fourth, that's mm. some that's some high stress. So tell us tell us how your heart held up
6: during yeah. that. Well, uh Christina Vaughn, um, who who was there with the USCF uh, supporting us, um, she did the she did all the edition for, for both uh, Saturday and Sunday. So I just kept looking over at her and sometimes she was smiling and sometimes she was shaking her head. And I was like, oh, oh, this is just unbelievable. And honestly, like it wasn't until I very carefully looked at the results before I got on the plane yesterday. I was like, holy, you know what? Like I, I didn't, I knew it was close. I didn't know it was that close. Honestly, like I, just, like I ran to the airport and like, and so I wasn't really looking at, at the results. And when I saw that, it's like, holy moly, like I, that was close. Um, well, and it
0: almost doesn't matter on show jump day, does it? Because you're not going to change your strategy much for a show jump round. It's go in there and jump a clear round. Yeah. If that was cross country day, I mean, then you're thinking, all right, do we take that long yeah. option at the slide or what? But yeah, I would imagine it's just, yeah, go in there and leave the poles up.
6: Yeah. The only thing I, you know, I told the riders I said this is going to come down in the show jumping, you know, I, I, and, and it really did come, it, it came down to potentially a time penalty. So I was like, you know, we cannot afford to have time penalties. Cause that's the thing that can really bite you in the butt at the end of the day. So, um, <clears throat> that's the, like, everybody had their own plan with their own, with their own show jump coaches, but I was like, no time penalties, like pick the places where, you know, you can be a little quick. So you don't feel the pressure, you know, throughout the whole course. Oftentimes I think that if you just look at the course and you say, cool, I can be quick here in this turn and quick here in that turn. You've pretty much taken away the the chances of a time penalty. And I thought they did a really good job managing that because that could have been a a nightmare had we had, you know, everyone, if everyone had like 1.2 time penalties or something like that, it it could have changed. I
1: I think to your point, Bobby, you can juggle the math as much as you want, but I think, you know, 5.1 points out of gold and then 0.2, 0.2, 0.2, just shows yeah. you that the U.S. is back in good form, and that you know we're ready to take the world by storm. So
6: yeah, yeah. yeah, we just have to, you know, we have to be very, you know, you have to be pretty realistic about, um, you know, no, there's still huge challenges going forward, and no, you're saying no. no, like I'm, no. Being, I'm not probably- on this
0: show, no. not today, Mister Costello. Yeah. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> today is all about we are back, baby. I don't yeah. want to hear oh, any no, questions I, I about what's wrong with U.S. eventing. I don't want to hear anything about we need to make sure that we're getting better. We were the silver medalist, and we could have easily won the whole thing if just a couple of different things landed our yeah. way on Sunday. You were amazing. The riders were amazing. You can go on about that in meetings, and we can talk about that privately. But for sure. the John and Rick show, it is rah, rah, <laughs> go America.
6: I love it. I Yeah, because I'm actually I'm way more – I think way more like you, like I'm, I'm definitely an optimist when it comes to these things. And um, so I just remember Mark Phillips that no matter what we did and no matter how great things went, it was always like, yeah, but, and so, right. yes, I think we yeah, should no, celebrate do that a hundred percent,
0: but not today,
6: yeah. not today,
0: not today. Listen, Bobby, we're out of time. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for joining us from your home studio there and um, congratulations. I can't wait to see you. I don't know you at Stableview.
6: Uh, not if I can help it. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Well, I can't wait to see you and give you a big high five and a hug. So congratulations again. Thank you. And, um, we really appreciate it.
6: Thanks guys. We'll see you soon.
0: All right. Thank you everybody for joining us on this special silver medal edition of the John and Rick show. And we are so excited for everything for America and really for the whole eventing world. It was such a great competition and we will be back in a couple weeks time with another killer show so make sure you check it out i do talk a lot we have an awesome show for you guys today
1: the greatest
5: event of all time good news for the sport